0: host Blake Rafino. this is Are You Serious Sports we hope that you all are making it a good one when we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight it feels like so long ago that our guy Carter the Power Bryant joins us or joined us But Carter the Power joins us at 7.30 like he does every Monday. We break down LSU-Auburn. We look a little ahead to Army. Maybe, maybe we'll look a little ahead into Alabama. Alabama. It's LSU's to lose, man. It's LSU's to lose. Got a game against Army. You can't ever overlook an opponent. We're not going to overlook an opponent on this show. We're just not going to do it. It's yours to lose, and you never know what's going to happen down the line and what teams will lose. Take care of your business. So we'll recap Auburn. Brian Kelly gives update. We'll talk a little Emory Jones. What do I think about Lance Hurd? Going to obviously start probably more than likely this week versus Army. Will they have to start against Alabama in two weeks. We'll talk about that. So much to break down on what Brian Kelly had to say and he's going for his 300th uh, career victory. LSU is playing a service academy for the first time in Tiger Stadium. I heard, think I heard Brian Kelly say that, but I feel like we' played one before the, before that. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought LSU had played one before that time frame. Maybe I am wrong. What, what, what do I know? What do I know? I, I, maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe I thought LSU played a service academy. I remember, like, Eric Reed running out of the tunnel with um, with the American flag one time. Maybe that was just on 9-11, the day of, you know, the World Trade Center and all that. Pentagon. Maybe I'm crazy. But nevertheless, LSU Army this week, we'll touch on it. Uh, we'll preview uh, week eight. Penn State goes to Ohio State. Alabama takes on... Tennessee, a little week eight, Not maybe not the, the it hadn't, it, week eight definitely does not live up to the hype as the last two weeks have, nevertheless it's still college football and we're very excited uh, for that. Wanted to start off the show by saying this though, uh, because it's the only time I'm going to talk about it probably because as much LSU stuff we talk on this show um, and we got Carter Bryant coming up and joining us. Dennis Allen, the Saints and Gail Benson decided to hire a coach that had been at Oakland. It was his first head coaching job, was the DC at at New Orleans, but as a head coach had been really, really, really bad. He's bad now. And I don't see this from the New Orleans fan base like I do, like LSUs, and maybe because I'm in it more, maybe that's why I don't see it but you hired a guy from within who has a track record of being a bad head coach or hit for a time. And as similar to the best college football team of all time, but historically when you hire from within, when a guy's got a track record of being a bad head coach, normally it doesn't bode well. You have a chance to go win the game there at the end against the Texans. You call three fade routes in the red zone Everybody wants to blame Derek Carr, but here's one thing that I know. When Sean Payton got suspended all that time ago, y'all remember that? I'm old enough to remember when Drew Brees had to have Pete Carmichael as his offensive coordinator, and he hated it. It's the reason why when Sean came back, didn't want to call plays, and then after a couple weeks, he took it over again because how much Brees hated just Carmichael. Drew Brees is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Maybe you should have listened to him all those years ago about how Pete Carmichael calling plays is inept. A first ballot Hall of Famer. We want to keep the same culture. The culture in the NFL, unlike college football, isn't built from the coaches. Maybe you see it a little bit in Detroit with Dan Campbell. You build that culture and personality by the dudes that you bring in. Because look how toxic it looks in New England right now with Bill Belichick. You got Teddy Bruschi live on ESPN saying that they should fire uh, Bill Belichick. I love the Saints. We don't talk about him as much as I would want to. We don't ever really talk about him at all. The bottom line comes, you got to move on from this staff. If you feel convicted to keep Dennis Allen, good by you, good for you. Good job. Makes you feel good inside. But the bottom line is you offensively, you've been dookie water. You had a chance to go out there and get Eric Bienamy and you screwed the pooch. You stayed with a guy that's I mean, let Sean Payton pick his ass up. He's not going to go somewhere else and be a good O.C. You're not losing anything. Pete Carmichael and the Saints, and this falls back on Gail Benson. Go hire somebody that can freaking coach, like Dan Campbell. Like what you should have done. All right. Cody with a $4 super chat, $5 super chat, I should say, $4.99. Get rid of Pete Carmichael and bring in an OC and fire Dennis Allen. Bring in Eric Enemy. or an offensive head coach. Wouldn't hate that. Wouldn't hate that. Now, defensively, you're really good. You get some of that up because Dennis, I do believe, because Dennis Allen has walked out the door, right? But it's just so – I hate every living second of what I'm watching from the Saints. Thank you, Cody, for the super chat. I hate every freaking second of it. I hate offenses that are inept that I root for. If I feel like I'm watching. You know what I feel like I'm watching. We watch it as LSU fans. But if, but a lot of you hated Orgeron because they hired from within. If he wouldn't have been a Louisiana guy, you would have hated it, hated it much more. You would have questioned it. The only reason Ed got that job, oh, I got the binder. He comes out years later and says all that shit that we did to get the job was bullshit. Go figure. Go figure. I hate it. I hate every second of it. Uh, row on YouTube says, Blake, you think the Gumps lose this weekend? You think we can beat them as well? When's the last time the Gumps had two losses in a row? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, I I don't know that. Um if they're gonna lose one up it's against us. But I don't after Tennessee and LSU, I, I mean, is Auburn gonna challenge them? I don't know their schedule well enough. I think maybe they play Kentucky. Maybe I, I don't remember. Um but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Blaine says we need at least one top corner in the from the portal. Got some really good dudes coming in from the high school ranks. Speaking of recruiting. uh, King Ulysses says, facts, I remember it like it was yesterday. Of course you do. Of course you do. And, again, we don't get to talk about them enough. But if you're a Saints fan, like, I see the media defending them. John Hendricks is really the only honest one. Like, they're butt butt cheeks. Like, they're. And Pete Carmichael's the whole hole. Pause. But he he's he so ass that, I, I mean, God bless it. I, I can't take it anymore. My, my, my wife and I, and she had, I told her I was going to do some chili. I did some chili. I didn't even want to watch the second half. I kept watching it, and I was like, every time I watched him offensively, I just wanted to take that damn wooden spoon and stick it in my eye. Pause. And I probably shouldn't be doing that like that. It's so freaking hard to watch. Meanwhile, Gail Benson's ass doesn't have a rich dude to back her and doesn't have the hotels to back her anymore, so she's raising up prices for seats. You're going up 25% on season ticket holders. The two years back-to-back, you've gone up 25% because you don't have the money. That's my Saints rant for the night. All right, we got some LSU stuff we need to talk. (laughs) <laughs> I, I told myself all day I was saying to myself I said self don't get this worked up over the saints and here I am here the frick I am <laughs> all right let's talk to MLSU everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share share to all those social media groups share to all of those social media pages if you're listening to us on YouTube like subscribe notification bell our YouTube numbers are off the charts, higher than they've ever been. It's because you guys continue to subscribe. It helps us a lot. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell as well. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. You're watching us on Fubo TV. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Our good friends over, at, or our good friend over at EXP really EXP Realty. Our good friend Tyler Alexander. in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty. That's Believe Fifty. B L E A V five zero to receive your fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man. He's here for you. If you wanna buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial nine five five zero 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 eight. Just call nine five five zero 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 eight.
1: Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight.
0: We're back. (laughs) Excuse me. I coughed in the microphone, choked on a little bit of water because that's what Texas does. They choke all the time. Pause. LSU and Alabama this past weekend. What a great performance all around by LSU. Uh, Arguably and probably is their best overall game that they had of the year. Without question, defensively, they got a lot better. They looked a lot better in the secondaries, not like Auburn offensively is killing it, at least not through the year. They can run the ball a little bit. They are so chaotic under Hugh Freeze on their identity and what remotely that they want to do. It's insane. You know, we talk about it all the time that a good offense can face a good defense to try to get some things rolling, but what happens when a really good defense or not really good, but when a really bad defense faces a good or a really bad offense, maybe they can start getting their ducks in a row. Maybe they can start dotting some I's and crossing some teams that they had not been able to do over the last couple of weeks. The bottom line is this. I do think you're playing all around better defensively. Now, the question that we had was, look, you played a really good three quarters to end the game against Missouri. A Missouri team that just went on the road in a very hostile environment against Kentucky and won. Very hostile environment against Kentucky and won. They are a 6-1 and football team. You beat them on the road because, quite honestly, of what you did in the second half, really just in the second half, some in the third quarter, by only giving up 14 points. But over the last seven quarters... This defense is only allowing five points. And if you do that, if you can do that, you're going to win a lot of football games. You might ask yourself, or yourself the question, number one, is it sustainable? Yeah, I do think it can be a little bit sustainable. And then number two, can LSU find their way back in all of this and win the West? Because you got Army this week. You've got Alabama in a couple weeks. You're coming off a bye week. You get a little rested up. It's the same bye week every single year. You go on the road to face a Tuscaloosa team who, quite honestly, offensively, isn't that great either. So you do start asking yourselves those questions. I do think that Harold Perkins is more comfortable in his role. Watching the film again last night, watching the film again today, one thing is for certain – Harold Perkins feels much more comfortable and whatever it is that Matt House wants to use it with him. they've played. He's played well. It all started for him when he got the interception, obviously, against Missouri. He turns right around, has back-to-back really good performances in the running game, in the pass game. The first play, they try to go right at him in a bubble screen pass at him, and he makes an open field tackle. Some thought maybe it could be a horse collar. He's on the outside of the shoulder pads, gets him down. Looks really good. But if you can start finding those things, thought the defensive line played more aggressive, thought they played better against an O line that, let's call it what it is, at times pushed Georgia around. That O-line pushed Georgia around a couple of weeks ago, and you did some really good things against against them. Now there are definitely things that gotta get cleaned up. Definitely some things that have to be cleaned up. You can't lose contain. You lose contain on Jalen Milrow, he's going to get some really big-time yards on you. 10 yards here, 15 yards here. Now, his O-line sucks more than Auburn's. I'll give him that. He doesn't have a lot of time to process like some other quarterbacks do, in, not only in this league or in this division, but his entire conference and entire country. But LSU played fantastic, and it's all led by your offense and what you do. If LSU started figuring some things out here and there, Last year under Brian Kelly was around this time. It was around this time that LSU started figuring themselves out a little bit, and they were starting to get on a little bit of a roll. Now you have more depth under Brian Kelly in year two, and it's starting to show. Guys, when did, did any of you in here, because, like, going into the game Saturday, going into the game Friday, you know what one guy that I just didn't think would have any impact, like not just a small impact, any impact on the game? What's Paris Shand? If you would have told me, Blake, the leading receiver would be who on Saturday, I'd say probably, I mean, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas Jr., and, and, and maybe if they want to take those two guys away, maybe Jaden started finding Mason Taylor a little bit more. But Kyron Lacy emerged. Now, he had a really bad drop in the first. He cleaned it up in the second and started getting things rolling. And I will tell you, Kyron Lacey with the ball in his hands can do some really dangerous things. Question is, is, can he catch it? You found your stride under Brian Kelly this time a year ago. You're starting to do that a little bit here. And it's crazy that all of this, from a just overall team perspective, changed when one thing went right for you defensively. Right? When one thing... Harold Perkins' interception changed the tide for you. Now, one thing that I'm not going to do, especially because our fan base and our team was the one that did this, believe it or not, but one thing I am not going to do, I'm not going to tell you that that your hopes and dreams are gone. LSU's the only team to ever win a national title with two losses. I'm not going to tell you they can't do it. But if you find some things defensively, your offense is going to keep you in every game because Jane Daniels can't be stopped. He can't be stopped right now. (sighs) I know that all of you know this, but it bears to be said. Like, I know that all of you are talking about this at the water cooler when you're at work on a Monday morning with the guy that you talk football with at work. I know that you're doing that. Or Or Laney. Whoever it is that you're talking to about it, or you're going to lunch with some of your colleagues or some of your clients, and you're talking about this LSU game, an LSU team. Jane Daniels, I, I know what Michael Penix just did, and Penix probably is and should be the front runner of the Heisman at the current moment. Michael Penix is not the, player, the best player in the country right now. It's Jaden Daniels. And if you put everything aside from what you know, meaning prospects, draft, whatever anybody else is saying, the best player in college football right now is Jaden Daniels. And we've talked about this a couple of times. We talked about it last week. We talked about it the week before. I don't think, and I would say I don't think that there's anybody in the country playing better football than Jaden Daniels. Now it's a pretty much foregone conclusion that nobody is. See, the lie is, and the misconception is, is that the truth, the last time that Michael Penix probably should have got the football in a competitive scoring range against Oregon was when he threw the pick when Undunze fell down. And it would have been the last memory that you have of him in that game. Jane Daniels is doing it consistently. Oh, Blakey threw an interception. Well, so did Michael Penix. So did Michael Penix. He, as Brian Kelly alluded to today, Jane Daniels this year is actually somewhat human. But what he can do with his legs, what he's doing through the air, guys—he's throwing the football with extreme confidence. You watch on the film, and this is what this is what somebody was going to do to you. Because at this point, and here is the end-all, be-all—you're not going to see bland defenses anymore. You're not going to see teams that just do what they do. Maybe Alabama, maybe. But I still think Bama is going to come in with wrinkles. In the second half, the second half, Hugh Freeze said, you know what? In, in a lot of ways, we're going to double one league neighbors, and we're going to double Brian Thomas Jr., and we are going to find out if LSU has a third guy. Well, on that particular night, it just so happened to be Kyron Lacey. The 25-yard touchdown that he hit on the skinny post. The 57-yard run and catch that Kyron Lacey had on the quick slant. Breaking a lot of tackles, making guys miss. You found a third receiver. The question will be, again, can he hold on to that puppy? You hope that he can because if he can, you, we've seen the electric stuff that Kyron Lacey can do. With the ball in his hands. We saw it in the spring when he goes up with one hand, catches it, comes down, takes one to the house. Here's the good thing about what you saw with Auburn. And what's going to make you more dangerous? Because now teams are like, look, man, we're going to have to play zone. We're going to have to try to get home with four and, and get Jane Daniels down on the ground. Because if we don't, it doesn't matter what receiver, what guy he's got out there. Oh, by the way, he's going to carve us up anyway. Oh, and if you do send pressure after him and nothing's open and you actually lock them down in the back end, he's going to break contain and he's going to go 50 on you if you're not careful. They are statistically the number two total defense in the country. I mean, offense in the country. LSU is statistically number two offense in the country. They're not the second-best offense in the country. They're the first. Now, a guy that will come up in here in about six minutes, we talked about it with him all offseason. One thing that we talked about with Carter Bryant every single Monday, I kept telling him, Carter, I think it's going to be the best offense in the country. Think it's going to be the best offense in the country. Think it's going to be the best offense in the country. Don't believe me. Go back to any one of those shows that we did with Carter. It will bear repeating. But you got Army this week and a team that quite frankly going to come in here and run the ball against you. You got to play fundamentally sound. You do have to play fundamentally sound. Let's go put up some points. This is a stats stat sheet stuff for Supreme, and it should be. And look, Army has faced Boston College. I know Brian Kelly alluded to this today. Army faced Boston College and gave them everything that they wanted. Boston College did keep some things close with Florida State. I know you don't use transitive properties. You shouldn't use transitive properties. But Army's not a bad team. They're not going to beat you. (laughs) They're not going to beat you. They can't beat you. But a service academy, you know, people that, and I always respect service academies, always will, always have been, you kind of need to get some work in, get out of there, get to the bye, and then you go and fa- and then you go and play for the West. Like there's nothing, you know. There are some things, and we'll talk about this more this week. There are things that I want to continue to see from this team. Want to see this front seven to continue to play as good as they've been playing since the second quarter against Missouri. Now they get they've given up some runs, they've given up some big plays, they've gotten scoring on. But they're not getting scored on in the rate that you would think that they that they had been against Ole Miss, the first quarter against Missouri, they kind of found something. Thought Omar Spates had a really good game. Thought Omar looked really good for what he did. You got two. You got three weeks, really, and truthfully, to win the West, and. You feel good where you sit, but there are some things you got to work work on. You got things you got to fix. Army might be a team that you can play that gets you in and out of. There. Now they're going to play tough. They're going to play hard. They don't get to you know chop block you the way that they used to. They're not going to run that. I remember watching the whole Army UTSA game, and they're going to be in the shotgun. They're going to run the same triple option principles, but they're going to throw the ball a little bit more than than you're used to. Old Army trying to get a little bit conventional. Go shut him down, get into the bot, and get after it. One thing that Brian Kelly, he did give a update on um, some injuries. I want to throw this out there because over the weekend, LSU got a couple of recruits, and which made themselves a top six class in the country depending on what service you look at. They're going to get some more recruits, and they're going to be in the top five again, which is interesting to me. But you know, when Emory Jones went down, an epiphany happened. Because Emory Jones is hurt, right? Like, he's not just playing, he's, he's hurt. Miles Frazier's been playing good. In this offense that it looks so good, you got a true freshman five-star right tackle coming in. It's how Bama – you know, I, I just I thought to myself when LSU continued to score and I saw Lance Hurd, screw the false start, screw the holding. That is how Bama had been beating you for all those years. It's because one five-star goes out, another five-star comes in. Because I watched Lance Hurd and he played nasty, he played tough. Screw the holding. Screw the holding. Who gives a flying shit about the holding? Cause my man can hold hold his own, and you're just like man, here comes another five star. All right, gotta love it. You gotta love it. Brian Kelly did say that he would. Uh, Emory Jones was probable. Um, this week, Emory Jones isn't playing. Makai Wingo is not playing. I would be very shocked if Omar Spates is playing. I mean, if not, no Omar Spates. Um. Uh, Chris Hilton is playing. I think that there are some guys that they're going to hold out personally. I think that there will be people that they will leave out. So we'll see. Not a lot, but we'll see. Look, the man's here. Sup? <laughs> Y'all be watching Carter break down? Oh, damn it. Yes, you're right. I didn't do it. Where is everybody watching us from tonight? I forgot to do it, man. I forgot to do it. Where are you watching the show from tonight? You're in the 337? Put the city. Always put the city. Where are you watching from? Uh, I like this. Special Wellcare says, I can see the potential in Aaron Anderson. I thought he had a crucial catch. He's got to keep his feet, though. He's got to keep his feet. Offensively, you've got weapons all over the place. You have weapons all over the place. Have you found something defensively? And you know what? You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna talk about that next with a good friend Carter Bryant. Uh, he's here with us every Monday. Dude's a, dude's a gangster. He's a gangster, Miss Katie. He's with us. Stay w- or stay with us. Carter Bryant joins us next. Oop. Oop, 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 oop. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides. ...over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor, after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300. 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor... State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirement. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to, to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give him a call today at 985 386 7600. Tell him your good friend Blake Rafino with AYS sent you on by. Why do you look like Birdman? Oh, Birdman? Why are you coming (laughs) here (laughs) and looking (laughs) like Birdman?
1: What happened to that boy? (laughs) I love it, man. That is still. Oh man! Uh, 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 it was good seeing Drewski on campus. Speaking of uh, Birdman, it was a big weekend. Theo uh, Vaughn,
0: you saw Theo yeah. Vaughn hanging out with Bryce Underwood.
1: I, I saw that. That's huge for recruiting. Hardy, a lot of people, uh, down there. Uh, but yeah, Blake, it's uh, good to be with you, man.
0: Good to see you, Carter. I'm not gonna waste any time. Um, every single Monday you come on the show. And during the non-playing portion of the year, there was a very good-looking individual with a with a black beard. Okay, wears a black hat with orange on it. Okay, and me and you had a discussion. Okay, and the discussion was: I said, Carter, I think this team's going to be the best offense in the SEC. I I see the potential there, and we would talk about it at nauseum. But I got to admit, they are doing things better than I thought that they ever would do. I didn't know if Jaden Daniels would be a Heisman contender. I thought he'd be really good. I didn't know if he'd be a Heisman contender. Offensively, Carter, we're watching something that we might not ever see again. We say that and look at 19, but right. don't act like this is normal because it's not.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I know you saw the Aaron Murray clip a, a minute ago. Idiot. I, I, yeah, it's just it's, it's just a bad take. I, I would say 2023 LSU is the closest thing uh, we've seen to 2019 LSU and I obviously, um, you know, especially if you take out 2020 Bama right, right. in that season. So it's uh it's <laughs> right. it's it, it's crazy to see what Jane Daniels has done this year. So one thing there's a lot of things actually working against Jane Daniels here. So let's just say, Blake, college football had a bigger fantasy football following. Okay, you know fantasy football. You set your lineups every week. Um, I actually went and looked this up today. Jaden Daniels has 40 more fantasy points than any other college quarterback up to this point in the season. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but just to let you know, he has 250 on the season. Caleb Williams has 212. And there's nobody else with more than 200. Nobody else. So statistically, we have never really seen something yeah, like this. Yeah, because
0: he, 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 it, it, what separates him from everybody else in the country is what he does with his legs. Yes. I, I mean, it, and, it's insane.
1: Yeah, and Blake, one, one thing you do see, uh, you know, you're talking about Lancer Sir before uh, I got on here. The one thing people underrate about Jane's running ability, I, I've been on here to talk about, you know, how it helps your, your rushing attack. Um, it also helps your pass protection because you saw early in the game where against Emory Jones, uh, a defensive end was able to get the edge, but Emory knew all he has to do is just ride him upfield. Jaden saw man coverage, and he's able to dart, and that's such a huge chunk of yards. It's free yards, too. You know there's not going to be a turnover. You know there's not going to be a big collision. You know there's not going to be a situation where somebody commits a penalty because they know Jaden makes so many people miss. You don't need to be the absolute perfect blockers down the field what he is doing to make everybody's lives easier on this offense is also understated. And on top of that, it's not as if they need Jaden's help either because everybody individually is playing at such a high level. One of your players, uh, Garrett Dellinger is having an amazing season in this year. So it, it's amazing yeah. how well all these guys have been helping each other out. And, and it does show up when you rewatch these
0: games. Carter, I got to be real with you. And we should probably talk about this more. I, my thought always was that if Brian Kelly brought the offensive line that he had at Notre Dame here, the athletes around him would just—it would be so much—and we're seeing that. Like, right? Like, we're we're seeing that because I, I'm going to make a bold statement. I don't know if this isn't the best offensive line in the country.
1: Yeah, it's definitely one of the best ever at LSU. It, it is definitely up there. They, Carter, they it playing. is the
0: best. They're better than 19. They are 1,000% better than 19.
1: I I would agree at this point. Now, once again, it's so early. They've not faced Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell, and that game will be on the road. No,
0: but they played Jared Verson. He was a non-factor.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, they're playing really well. Right. They really are. Especially after the Florida State game where the the run blocking was rough. You've seen Miles Frazier and Garrett Dellinger take their games to the next level. You're seeing Charles Turner playing through pain right now, still playing at a really high level. And then, of course, Emory Jones and uh, Will Campbell. And, of course, a pretty good performance by Lance Hurden in in relief. So, give Brad Davis a lot of credit and give Brian Kelly a lot of credit. You know, this is – one of the things he wanted to do and you saw you know the a a little symbolism of that giving will campbell uh that number seven uh uniform before the season so yeah i understand you know all the flashy things with Jaden and emily and all those guys and harold perkins coming on that's great but you win and lose games on the offensive line and this offensive line has been phenomenal you know what's interesting
0: now let's get to the game um carter my four top keys to victory last week number one start off fast because if you and I said this I said if you get out to 14 17 point lead the ball game's over with they're not going to keep up which because this offense is too good they accomplished that I said look you got I, I thought that Auburn had been a very physical team up to that point and you know what LSU out physical them from start to finish And I think the biggest thing for me, Carter, was just they played with more attitude on defense. They played like they gave a damn. Like, I know Auburn's offense isn't that good, but, man, they were flying around to some extent. I guess when you look at the game against Auburn, what did you see?
1: Yeah, first off, Blake, a lot of guys that have not played well up to this point played well versus Auburn. Right Now, is that just noise? Is that just the level of competition because Auburn's offense is great? We'll see. Right, but we can all in agreement say that that was Omar Spate's best game. To,
0: to rudely we, pause you, yeah, go ahead. I did see Auburn push around Georgia defense up front. Right. So, what are we talking about? And they're coming off a bye,
1: right? That that that's what shocked me. I thought that they were going to be better offensively. I did not expect the LSU defense. To I come agree, in. but but Omar Spate uh, has been listening <laughs> to the noise, and he was fantastic. Greg Pin. When he's slipping on the field, he's fantastic. Um, The guy that really stood out to me was Ovia Agufu, right? He had not been a factor up to this point in the season, and he made a huge, huge, huge play on third and six Mm -hmm. when they actually moved him over the center. And you saw some new exotic looks to give us some matchups to where the LSU pass rush can actually get home. But the truth, Blake, anyone with two eyes knew this before the season. They've seen it during the season. How would the LSU secondary play? And shout out the Southeastern Lions. Mr. Zai Alexander played himself a whale of a football game, led the team in tackles, and did a lot better guarding those 50-50 he balls. He is a so,
0: bump and run corner.
1: Right. And and BK brought that up uh, today. Um, he, he said he, he likes Zai Alexander being physical, and he's long, his length, He's as long as any corner you're going to find. So, uh, really good performance from him, but top-to-bottom Blake, Parrish a lot of these guys Ooh. that have not really been factors up to this point were factors versus Auburn, and hopefully that continues.
0: You know who else had a big game defensively and looked comfortable as hell out there was Harold Perkins. That's, that, that's back-to-back weeks. That's back-to-back weeks for him. Maybe – you know, look, I'm going to say this and because Matt Howells takes a lot of criticism. Maybe they weren't wrong in what they were doing with him. Maybe we were yeah. all wrong. I mean, he looks good, Carter. He looks really good. And I think that's honestly why everyone else is
1: playing better, Blake. Not only is he playing better, everyone kind of knows what he's doing now. And up to this point, you could just kind of feel that the LSU defense wasn't really comfortable with all their roles right. now that your best player has his role where he's comfortable and they're using him correctly because look it is a different fit right that I, I want people to understand that the role that he's playing is normally a role on other defenses played by a defensive back it's, know, it's tyron
0: matthew right i mean he's so, playing in the slot
1: man like yeah so it's he and he's not he's a different player he's a linebacker right, right. so it's, it, it takes a while to get used to, obviously, uh, figuring that out. And lucky enough, they did. And he is, he's special. I mean, this was as good of a game versus Missouri, and the Missouri game was really good. So hopefully Perk keeps uh,
0: building on that. You know what else, too? You know why they're having to do that? It's because Parklands was just getting beat so bad in the running game. I, I mean, he was. I mean, in the running game, when he can't get a pass rush or just – get penetration, and he has to play son, sound fundamental football, it's just not his game. It's not right. his game in the slightest. Park, cover the front 10 yards, maybe 15 if you need to, depending how deep the wide receiver will get, or tight end. Play in the slot, play the flat, or we're sending you on the blitz. It's three things. Carter, the – and there was a funny – I was watching the film today. I don't know if you noticed this. I think you were about to say it, but you you did, You did. were like, ah, I might not yeah. want to say this. He's in rotation of what he's doing. Blitz, flat, middle of the field. Blitz, flat, middle of the field. They came out in halftime and reversed it, and he got the sack on Robbie Ashford. Because that's the reason that they slid the line that way. It was like, all right, well, he's been coming on every third play, pause, but he's been blitzing every third play, and he's not gonna do it again. And they came after him, pause again, and he got right. the sack.
1: So I'm actually gonna do a one eighty on you here, Blake. Okay. I do so so we have a bunch of bleed over viewers, listeners. I did I, on power hour SEC, I did do a full film study on the Arkansas Alabama game. And one thing, okay, I know we got to focus on Army, but I do want to bring up one very simple thing about that game: is Alabama's offensive line could not could not block Landon Jackson. I I, if you watch that game and you had never watched Landon Jackson before,
0: you You would would think he's a top ten pick.
1: Yeah, no, you you would think he's (laughs) Nick Bosa. You you would think with less hair. Right. You would think that this is Bruce Smith, right? He was so freaking incredible. He tore their offensive tackles apart. They tried different offensive tackles. They still couldn't block them. So that's huge, right? That That is some huge intel. Now, obviously, you know, we'll have more with what Bayman has coming up this weekend. But I, I, I just want to point that out because – if Ellis used to go on a road and, and and win this game, you hope to see Braden Swinson. You hope to see Harold Perkins. You hope to see um, all the ends go out there and, and take care of business because Bama's starting a true freshman five star Caden Proctor out there, and he's not playing well. So I'll tell you this as well don't take true freshman playing well at offensive tackle for granted. It, it, it doesn't work everywhere. So, um, and, and look, Landon Jackson's not a bad player. He had never had a game like that, though, ever. And it, it was all different. It was inside, outside, and they they got a dual threat quarterback, and he was still, he was beating him so bad he was still able to to sack them. So that's just one thing to look forward to uh, for for the Alabama matchup.
0: <laughs> Very quickly, you know what the offensive line coach told Proctor at halftime, huh?
1: What do you, what do he say?
0: He said, "Hey, have you watch ever watched American Gangster with Denzel Washington?" He said, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, imagine." Land injection is alpaca, you block that shit. <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> that's oh my that's God. forty
0: thousand dollar alpaca. You block that shit. And you, he couldn't do it.
1: I, I, I thought you would have picked a better Denzel film than American Gangster. There's You so think you many. can do this to me?
0: <laughs> like that? Like that one? Denzel's no, okay. my favorite. I just kinda it no, no then, matter what movie he does, I will be I will be in attendance watching it. You Let's know what go. else? You know what else against Auburn, and I want your I want your thought. Two things. Number one, Emory, uh, uh, not Emory Jones, John Emory's got to wait for Mason Taylor to catch up to him so he can block that guy so he can score. That's number one. Okay, number two, buddy. I, I don't know. I, I give Caleb. If 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 this game this weekend against Army goes the way that I think everybody feels, now you got to take him serious, and we'll we'll talk about this in just a minute. If the game goes the way that you think it is, what? You think you no, do this to me?
1: <laughs> no, I, I I, I, don't know. I kind of want to get in a, a, a Denzel debate. But no, no, no. I want to hear the Caleb Jackson thing. No, I'm, I'm interested. Going ahead.
0: Well, you already knew it was Caleb Jackson. See, I didn't even have to say anything. You already knew where I was okay. going. Okay, keep going. Keep going. But it's it. It's Caleb Jackson. I, I mean, at some point, you're going to have yeah. to start handing him the football. You're going to have to start getting him ready. I, I don't mean this in a wrong way. I don't want to see John Emery running running in between the tackles. I want to see Caleb Jackson because I look. I, I know that. The, so the I know the philosophy or what they're trying to do. When John's in the game, you have no idea what they're going to do. When Caleb comes in, you have a pretty damn good idea that they're about to run the football. Right. So and I and I get that. But this week, this week, and I thought it was excellent by Mike Denbrock. I know Mike. I know Mike was doing this shit. He goes, "Hey man." Take Logan Diggs out. Let's put Jackson in on that pop pass Obama Bama sees it in a couple weeks. Let's go. They got to get him more touches in between the tackles, Carter. They have to. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm. We're both big Caleb Jackson fans. We I think we had two different shows. We're banging the drum for him. He's is so great um, athletically. Uh, he's already the the best athlete at running back uh, for for LSU. Now he's not the best running back. That's Logan. But you're right. I mean Caleb needs more touches we saw the kickoff return where, you know, number 13 for Auburn made a really good business decision, not trying to get in front of that, uh, that freight train. And it, it's just ridiculous what he's doing right now with the football in his hands. Now you do make a good point. John is the better receiver out of the backfield. And, you know, Caleb did have that drop uh, versus Ole Miss. So that's probably a big justification as to why, you know, well, I mean,
0: did- if we're being honest, John's dropped a lot of things.
1: I, I agree. I, I, I will tell you this.
0: Grades included. <laughs>
1: uh, of the four running backs, I John was uh, the, the fourth highest grade for me um, in, in this last game. So, look, he, he had a good game. He, he took the yards that were needed. Uh, but it's, it's clear Caleb Jackson is a true talent. Now, here's the truth. It might not matter, Blake, because if the offensive line continues to play at the level it's playing and Jaden continues to play at the level he's playing – there's a lot of people that yeah. can run back there. Right. So yeah. as long as Logan, I'm has, nitpicking. Has skated,
0: you're right. I'm nitpicking, yeah,
1: right. but, but I, I, I will, I will say this, right. I, I did like what I saw from Josh Williams, right. The blitz pickup, the getting the two tutties. He's just a guy that I like a lot. He's been a good teammate. He was the biggest guy on the sideline celebrating for Caleb Jackson. Yeah, he was on pretty much everything he's done. So outside of Frank Wilson, you know, running a you four see, five yeah you though. see
0: frank wilson he was running was his good. ass off down that sideline <laughs> boy He was picking up put him down i may or may not have sent out a text and said that look Dion can't keep up with that now no he you know seven toe no. Dion can't run that fast no more
1: I, I love it but yeah caleb playing really well but
0: blake i i do want to mention kyron Lacey really quickly right okay all right i was going to go there i was going to save him yeah. for last um one take i had really quickly because yeah. I wanted to finish offense with Kyron Lacy, this is how Bama was beating you. Listen to this: Emory Jones goes out. Lance, her brother, I watched. I watched him. Look, he made some mistakes. Okay, and I can't, I, I can't mistake that he or, or overlook that he made some mistakes in pass pro. Okay, he did. He was a little late on some things. Okay, but brother. When my man gets a hold of it, you in trouble. Do you hear me? Yeah. He was yeah. – mur- Carter, there was one play, him and Miles Frazier, okay, they rolled off on a blitz and he had to pass off the DN. And Lance Hurd destroys the DN, gets him on the ground. Okay, well, Miles <laughs> Frazier's looking around and he just kind of looks at the ground. He looks up and I, I can tell that he said, God <laughs> damn. Okay. <laughs> look, that's how Bama would beat you. Because a five-star goes out, a five-star comes in. Lance Hurd looked good, bud. He looked really good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like you mentioned, there are there some things that, that pop up. But, I mean, he's a true freshman, right? Uh, I, I thought this was a really good case scenario for for LSU, right? Emory Jones' situation doesn't look to be too serious. And this also – showed what Lance is is capable of he he did play well uh so to your point he he is a monster out there just an amazing athletic marvel and obviously when you know he gets more game reps and gets in you know an overall better game shape and mentality he is going to be one of the best offensive tackles played LSU so very excited uh to to see Lance especially you know I I got to interview him one-on-one uh earlier this offseason Blake and he's he he is unlike any offensive lineman I've ever seen. Just his build is just different, and you could see it. I mean, he he towers over guys that have that that are twenty three, twenty four, twenty five years old. It's
0: amazing to see. In the second half, I know. Look, I know Ron Roberts. Okay, I've been around no. Ron Roberts. He coached. He was the head coach at Southeastern. I know what he did in the second half. I could name the play call off to you if you want it. Okay. I was around this program a lot. Heard him call plays. I know the way that he thinks. Second half, he said, I'm taking away Malik, and I'm taking away BTJ. Jade. you got to find somebody else. And he found him. If he can hold on to the football, Kyron Lacy's electric with the ball in his hands now. What'd you think of him?
1: Yeah, so first thing, Blake, is the blocking has always been there. Uh, that Malik
0: why. touchdown, okay, the Malik touchdown on the flat, he murdered a dude. That was, crazy. You, that was crazy. Dude can play, man. He can play. If he can catch it, he can play.
1: Yeah, and it's ironic you bring up Lance Hurd, So, and, and the Caleb Jackson pop pass. So, on that play in particular, uh, the defensive end Lance was supposed to block backed out. It was a simulated That's right. So, That's so, right. So, there was no way Lance could have blocked him because he was bailing out. So, that end had an angle on Caleb Jackson to make the tackle – Kyron Lacey saw that and, and actually stuck his butt out. I, I've never seen it. Was a Heinz Ward level block, and th- that football IQ is just insane. Now I don't. I can't say a thousand percent if that was intentional. But I gave him credit for it because it looked like it.
0: (laughs) I mean, what was he doing on the field if it wasn't? If it wasn't intentional, he was twerking? What was he twerking out there on the field? I don't
1: know. I I was like, that is.
0: Was he doing the chicken noodle soup? I mean, hell no, that was intentional.
1: That was was so freaking crazy, Blake, for him to see that. Uh, There's just not many football players on the team that could do that because he not only had to block his guy, he had to help out, and 91 wasn't going to tackle him, but he at least would have touched him if Mm -hmm. Kyron didn't do that. That's right. Uh, Football is a game of angles, and Kyron understands that really well. Um, I I think his Missouri game blocking was one of the best blocking games I've ever seen from an LSU wide receiver. And here's the thing about that, Blake. Carter, he's going to play in the league just because of that. Right. So (laughs) here's the thing about that is, yes, and and Rick – makes a good point here in the chat the crucial third down drops are so crucial the texas a&m game florida state game we can go down a list but the blocking does account for that it does also help that he is really good after the catch he is i will also say this from a coach's player's perspective is in the film room guess what cortez hankton goes through blocking with this guy's every week. He does. Coaches love that. Coaches freaking love that. They will give you a far longer leash if you are putting your ass out there for the team, literally and figuratively, and playing your tail off when the football is not going to you. So, to your point, Ron Roberts did do a lot of – rolled coverages to uh, Malik and BTJ side of the field. And it did give Kyron some one-on-ones where he was able to cook. Now, here's what I'll say about that. The corner he was going up against on some of those plays was a true freshman who has not been good up to this point in the season. Let's see Kyron, hopefully against some better competition, continue to do this. I think he can. And as long as he's blocking and as long as he's securing the catch, it's good enough for me.
0: Carter, it doesn't matter to me that he scored or had the big break, right? It's not it's not the score the long or the long reception, the long yak yardage. It's that he caught the sucker. Right. And he got challenged because they doubled your two best receiver Carter, let's call it what it is. BTJ got covered double covered all night. He was a decoy. Yeah, was, he, he yeah. was a decoy. And I, he caught it, and he won you a game. He helped you win a game, and that makes you more dangerous. Uh, before we get you out of here, anything on Army that you uh, want to discuss or talk about?
1: I've I've not watched. I, I'll start doing that tomorrow. I've not really looked at him at all. I you, will you, tell you they're you,
0: not they're not a triple they're a triple option team in the shotgun.
1: Right. I knew that part that they weren't, you know, the old school service academy triple uh, uh, option. But, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Brian Kelly has been lights out versus inferior teams. So could they make this a competitive game? Yeah, they, they could. But at this point, the way LSU looked versus Auburn and the way LSU has looked against the non-power fives up to this point under BK, I think LSU will be just fine.
0: I really think it's good scheduling by Verge. Um, to get a lower opponent before the bye week. I also don't like it, okay, because you kind of want to continue to roll, get a bye week, and then go into it. But, look, I, I still want to see some more of these other guys. I, I still think you need some rest. And Bama's offense is going to continue to be – if if you are facing 2019 Alabama's offense or 2020s or, shit, even 21 or 22s, I would be a little bit like, man. We probably should have played somebody to kind of stay up. You know, you you get yeah, you don't yeah. want to have that long of a lull if you if you will. But Bama offensively is not going to go anywhere, and so they can't. I mean, it's deep pass or run, and they ran for twenty something yards on on a and m. May I ask you the, the the big elephant in the room, pun intended? Carter, I mean, we hold our destiny here. We hold our destiny for for LSU here. The, the, the ultimate question is, is: Can we do it? Because I think, look, oh, actually, two more questions. I got one more after this.
1: Yeah, sure. I, I
0: hear that there's some really bad shit going on at A and hear, I hear that that locker room is more fractured than if the you know the Hulk sits down on a lawn chair. That thing is fractured. Okay, <laughs> so I mean, it, I hear it's busted up. Guys not getting paid, a bunch of craziness. I mean, look, man. You can win it again.
1: Yeah. So the first thing about this, Blake, is you do need Ole Miss to lose again versus gonna, an they're, SEC game.
0: is going to smack that ass. You believe that? Yeah, Georgia's going to smack that ass. Because Kirby, so Kirby's going to double down. Kirby's going to double down now that Bowers is out.
1: So you th- you think Georgia's could potentially hit another gear now that Brock is out?
0: Can I be real with you? Let's hear it. Yeah, I think they are. Because (laughs) you know why? You know what? Can I tell you why? Why's that? Because I saw him do it without him. Versus Vandy? Well, no. Because if if you really want to be real, in other games, teams have taken him away. He ain't going to be out four weeks. I I can promise you that right now. If Tua can come back in two, he ain't going to be out four weeks.
1: Yeah, he's a cyborg, so I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, I, so on Texas a that is a very good football team that is not coached well at all. I think the fourth down call, and you should be very excited at LSU that you have a coach that is willing to be aggressive on fourth down. That fourth and one decision of punt versus Alabama was one of the most frustrating things I've ever seen. Now, um, you know, on the SEC channel and on here, uh, I said the two worst coaches in the SEC were Mark Stoops and and Jimbo Fisher last year.
0: Mark Stoops just doesn't have the talent. Didn't you hear him?
1: Yeah, I know. And and, and it's (laughs) it's the same story every year. They were the two worst coaches in the SEC last year. They were the two coaches that fell under expectations more than anyone else. The same thing is happening this year. And... Jimbo is just not a good head coach anymore. He's just not. Um, you know, the offense, you've seen more explosives. You saw um, – obviously, Max just fell apart this last weekend versus Tennessee. Uh, it wasn't good, but it's the well, second year I don't year know, this Carter.
0: Old. I don't know if Tennessee defensively is just not really good.
1: It could be. You know, they, they had a lot of continuity uh, with, with their defense coordinator. That
0: D-line serious now.
1: But to, to the <laughs> – to the point here, going back to your initial point about the LSU offensive line, I will I will tell you this. I have been shocked at how bad some of these West offensive lines have been. So, don't take LSU having an elite offensive line for granted. Arkansas has probably fielded the worst SEC offensive line I think I've ever seen. Texas AM's is so unbelievably bad. Mississippi State's is really bad, too. They're in shambles, and obviously I mentioned Alabama's offensive line struggling. So, that could be the difference, uh, Blake, for LSU to run the table here.
0: Um, last thing. Big recruiting weekend. Ooh.
1: Cooking, baby. Cooking.
0: It's, um, it's good, man. Terry Bussey just tweeted out side-eye emojis. Ooh. <laughs>
1: Wait, the five-star L- athlete Terry Bussey?
0: Yeah, and you know what else? Um, LSU is in the top six in recruiting. They do need to get some more interior defensive linemen. This class is not complete without them. I think they can do it in the portal. I think they are going to do it in the portal. I'm not worried about it. Sean uh, Washington. Uh-oh. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I,
1: I I found it interesting that the Antonio Alfano kid got an offer uh, from, from LSU. I'm
0: staying role. away from that.
1: That I I would that is that I is a crazy listen to crazy, what I, crazy. I'm
0: staying away from that.
1: Yeah, I, it's a crazy story. But what I will tell you, Blake, is you are right. And
0: Bryce I, Underwood, I, my Bryce guy Underwood. Corey Moore, Corey Moore I, I was do, recruiting his ass off this weekend. Just want to let you know.
1: Right. I I do I do want to mention one thing. Okay, so. I, Jackson Jackson's one of my favorite LSU running backs that they have ever brought in. But I did get a very interesting message from a talent evaluator who I trust, right? And he is so high on Caden Durham. He's like, Carter, I
0: think this is one of the most athletic Caden, running Caden's backs. Kane's a bulldog, dude. Like he he just gonna tell you, he gonna tell you how it is.
1: He, he 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 was like, Carter, I know there's a lot of focus on some of the other guys, but Caden Durham is that dude and it is kind of crazy because you know you have to coin more he's a five-star receiver and you have you know colin simmons but i mean you know the the leader of of that team is uh, that duncanville team has been caden take it to the house durham so uh in many ways he, he might be a little underrated I, I i see him more of like a top 50 recruit he's
0: at 150 but he, he could play listen i've been around Caden. And I saw him. He was the he is the team leader on Duncanville's team. Okay. And he let me tell you something. If he got something on his mind, he gonna tell you. He reminds me of Brandon Taylor, really. He just he just gonna okay. tell you. He's nice gonna, he gonna tell you. He's gonna tell you, look, bro, I saw this man go up to a five star recruit and t- and give him the business for 45 minutes for being late. To another kid's commitment. That's crazy. That's that's Here's a that's bulldog, wild. bro. He's a bulldog. We'll see, Carter. My favorite time of the week, man. Right here. Thank you, buddy. Let's go. Talk to you soon, bud. All right. That's it. Uh, Carter Bryant, LSU Power Hour. One final break. I will get to my week eight predictions. Let's talk about our good friend uh, Steve Bean over at Bayou Dakridge, Bayou Boulder. Go stay with us. I'll give you some quick thoughts, and then we'll we'll get on out of here. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive through is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive through daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Because you know what? Daiquiri's and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. Go over to Rufino and Joe's show if you want a more elaborate one of these. But I just need to tell you, Ohio State and Penn State face off this weekend. And Tennessee and Bama face off. I, both of these games, they are the premier games of the weekend. And I have no idea who's going to win. None. I don't think Ohio State's offense is is great or good enough. Penn State is the number one total defense in the country. They haven't played anybody. Bama, you've seen them. Tennessee, you've seen them. Now Tennessee can run the football on anybody. But the two premier, the two premier games of the weekend, I have no clue. But I will tell you, Wednesday, you can do that at Rufino and Joe's show. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.